0: yo 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 what's up everybody thank you for tuning in to yet again another fantastic indie creator interview it is your caped crusader cody and we are keeping it geekly with our brand new friend rick paul we're here to break down the thinning veil anthology and everything in between rick welcome to today's stream how are you doing today
1: doing great thanks so much for having me this is awesome
0: yeah yeah and i'm doing awesome too just literally while we were going live backstage got the call that my car is out the shop so i am ready to keep it geekly today baby and we are breaking down a brand new anthology but before we dive into this rick give us a little bit about who you are and how you came into creating indie
1: comics i mean i've been like a lot of comics people i've been a fan since you know we little kid pretty much as long as i can remember um always wanted to grow up being an artist but i kind of suck at that <laughs> and uh and I don't know, for some reason I just never thought, oh, I could never do writing either. Like I'm just, you know, not that good, you know, self-confidence issues or whatever. And uh, I remember several years ago, probably almost 10 years ago now, I saw script script examples in in a book and one of the really good writers, I think it might've been Bill Willingham, you know, good writer, fables, I mean, astounding writer. And I saw his script, uh, he wrote for another book and I'm thinking, You know, I'm studying it, I'm looking at how he wrote it, how he structures the story, what he gives the artist, what he doesn't give the artist. And I'm thinking that that really aligns to how I think and how I write. I I bet I could do that. And uh, I remember not long after that, there was a convention in town and um, I don't know if you've heard of Dirk Manning, he did a a writing uh, panel. And so I attended it and, you know, talked to him after a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, very supportive he had a he was writing blogs for years about writing comics and he had produced a book uh called right or wrong so i read that and like oh you know cover to cover learn everything about writing and working with artists and all that and stuff was there.
0: it a play on words though was it like the word right or was it like yes. right
1: w- That's, i love it i love it yep, <laughs> yep. creative dude right and uh yeah, yeah, I read that, and um, I was like, okay, I got this. Let me see if I can actually write a story and put together a script. And when I did, I thought, hey, this this might actually work. Got online, you know, found managed to find an artist, and got my first A-page, you know, mini-comic started. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, comic producing is very expensive and time-consuming. And <laughs> after that, it kind of died for a while, and... Uh, I realized, oh man, it's been way too long since I did that. I need to like, you know, put my money where my mouth is and just put up some funds. Let's uh, let's mm-hmm. produce a full book. Uh, I've got a couple more stories, uh, a couple more artists. So, you know, it's three stories, three artists and actually produced a book. And so now I'm just kind of taking the stage as a new creator and hoping to get the first the first book published through Kickstarters um, with the intention of getting some funds to really help fund the next book. Mm -hmm. So how was it completing that first story
0: for you though? I know uh, you really wanted to like get something creative. Was it like a a nice feeling to have that? Like the little short story?
1: That was, it was like on a cloud, man. That was surreal. Like to take something out of your mind, you Mm -hmm. write it down and the artist, it artist hands you this final work and you're just reading through it thinking wow it's like this guy just pulled something out of my mind and handed it to me it's such a such a wild feeling to see something that was in your head come alive and there was just no other words no other feeling for it it was just it was almost indescribable so well uh, what was that a uh, story con that was uh so that was um originally that started as the thinning veil and I kind of hit a a series where I was, you know, kind of trying to write, you know, the next set and I wasn't liking where it was going Mm -hmm. and I started coming up with some other stories. I'm like, okay, we need to take the title out of it. The title is the collection, the anthology. And then I changed the name, and so the first uh, the first book is just called The Midnight Guardian.
0: Okay, so that ended up being a part of the anthology, then.
1: Yeah, yeah, that ended, I thought that ended up fitting well. A lot yeah. of the other scripts, I was just you know, an idea would pop into my head, I'd write a script for it, and I started to realize that hey, these would all fit together really well as an anthology under this kind of thinning veil topic, you know, this idea of. You know what's going on between the real world and you know the the afterlife and what's mm-hmm. what happens when this energy crosses back and forth and so i thought hey this fits really well so it ended up being the first story in the anthology and i um put up the funds to get two more in there so we got three total
0: so uh the the books already completed like uh anthology wise or you yeah. know all right, so, yeah, yeah, it's ready to print. So that takes yeah. so, so much of the stress out of, out of the Kickstarter itself because you're just left with doing the promotion part of it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's so awesome.
1: I'm a big... Um, in recent years, I've really been kind of shifting away from, you know, the big two, you know, the DC Marvel stuff. And I've really been putting a lot of support and um, time and attention into indie productions. Mm-hmm. Um, you might see I've backed well over 200 Kickstarters. Um, a huge chunk of that was probably just in the last year. Like I thought- It gets, okay, addicting. Re- it gets addicting though, man. It, does. it really does. My wife, my wife had to be like, um, you you should probably, like, do you realize you're spending this much? You should probably back off. <laughs>
0: Tax write off, baby. That's all that matters. <laughs> I know, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It, it's research for the next book. <laughs> but I figured, what kind of person am I to come out and say, fund my book if I'm not gonna go out and support others? Yeah, and yeah. so it has been very, very important to me to get in like the Facebook and Twitter communities, find other artists and writers and see what they're doing, support their books, and really help them achieve their dreams with the hope that when they come around, they'll say, oh, hey, this guy was supporting me. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. we'll help throw him a, a few bucks. <laughs>
0: Dude, let's go. I mean, that's kind of how it goes though. Uh, you know, the yep. indie community is a big, you know, scratch my back, I scratch your back type of uh, community uh, from what I've seen uh, in, in a lot of different parts. and. I think that's really awesome, too, because I mean, backing that many projects that had to have helped, uh, you know, you create your own Kickstarter, you know, seeing so many different projects and how like the campaigns were laid out that had to have been some nice, like actual research at some point.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. There was lots of lots and lots of time reviewing what other people were putting in their campaigns, how they were structuring things, what kind of rewards they would put in things like that. So yeah definitely a lot of research um even going through their own books you know i'm mm-hmm. in a book i get it in the mail I'm, I'm flipping through it saying okay how'd they do the cover page what artwork did they pick for the cover um the the credit page the you know how did they lay their books out and try to use that experience and knowledge to hopefully give mine that professional touch you know that mm-hmm. that, that edge that makes it look like it's a it's a legit button
0: So what type of anthology is this going to be? Is it going to be like horror based? It kind of gives me a
1: little bit of that, that vibe. Yeah, it's kind of hard to describe. So I kind of initially describe it as kind of horror slash supernatural. Um, There's some sci fi elements in it as well, but it kind of, to give you an idea, I think it kind of aligns with things like, um, Twilight Zone. Uh, Tales from the Crypts, mm-hmm. um, Scary Stories You Tell in the Dark. You remember those books?
0: Oh, I, re- I remember being a kid and uh, we had a copy uh-huh. of, uh, what was it? Uh, <sighs> Tales from the Crypt, uh, Night- uh, Demon Rider, or uh, Demon Knight. I-, I forgot which one it was, but I remember there's a scene in particular I kept rewinding back to and I'm like,
1: all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, and so it's kind of, it's, so it's not horror in like the. Friday the 13th, Hall- you know, Halloween sense typically like mm-hmm. a lot of it's not really slasher based. I'll throw in some psychological stuff, some um just some thought provoking stuff sometimes just to, stuff to make you wonder like, "Oh, what's going on here?" you know. Um try to throw in some creepy stuff. In the end, I've got so many stories across so many slight genre variations that I'm hoping by the end of it um, there will be a little something that everybody likes that, you know, there's well, okay. there should be one story that can resonate with somebody like somebody, mm-hmm. anybody can find one story they like in the whole collection. Um, I mean, I've got probably over 150 pages planned out. So
0: so how many uh, volumes does that like, in, like, uh, end up being or have you not figured that part out yet?
1: Um. I did a rough estimate a while back before I'd thrown a couple more ideas in. And I think I was up to like, oh, what was it? Oh, dang, I don't even remember. It's like 10 or 15 issues, maybe. Ooh, let's go. That that's, That is a great start. My, so, I mean... my grand dream is to compile it all into like this, you know, prestige hardcover. I think that would be just sweet to have that. Mm-hmm you know like that coffee table book that's like here's here's this beautiful book with all of these stories in it but i figured you know i should probably start with the issue the individual issues because kind of
0: reminds me of um what is it tales of T- I, I forgot what it's called it's like tales to tell in the dark or whatever i remember reading it as a kid it was always messed up stories in there and uh it always had the most craziest art uh like on the cover and stuff. i think
1: it was called scary stories yes. in the dark and then yes. there was like two or three volumes that the title was slightly different yeah, they always had weird artwork, and it was it was really creative writing, really creative stories, mm-hmm. um, and and some even had a little like dark humor in them, and so I even try to incorporate elements like that into my book as well.
0: No, that is awesome. We have calculus over on YouTube, stopping in to say heyo, welcome to the stream, calculus. I hope you're having an awesome morning. Get that coffee brewing, and it's time to keep it geekly, baby. So Rick, uh, what are these anthologies like? You know a like a start just like a nice start for you to get into writing or are you like planning on like just pumping anthology after anthology out like where do you see yourself as a writer in the future like what type of stories do you uh want to start
1: telling um well i actually have a bunch of other stories um i was thinking about um i figured anthology was a good way to start um because i know when you're getting into writing when you're really starting out um short stories are the best way to start. They kind of mm-hmm. give you that practice. Um, plus it is kind of a writing challenge to say, okay, you need to start a middle and an end within like eight or 10 pages. Oh yeah, um, right. <laughs> you, you know, you're, you're not flushing out this grand design. And plus I've seen so many um, comments from like professional writers online saying, hey, don't pitch me this grand epic because we're not gonna publish that. We're not gonna look at you. We're not gonna give you the time of day. Mm-hmm. because who says you can even do that they're like we want to look at shorter isolated groups of stories and then if it happens to grow beyond there great and so that was kind of my initial focus but yeah i do have um several other ideas in the works um couple kind of fantasy switching into kind of steampunkish stories like one of them is kind of a big long story i've been working with for a while and then I ended up with like a prequel that I thought was really cool leading up to that. And I got a lot of detail in that. But I'm like, oh, it's going to be hard to sell something that big to to an audience <laughs> that isn't familiar with me or the work or anything yeah, like yeah. that. I mean, uh, well, this, hopefully is this is a good start, but I'd love to branch out to other things.
0: No, absolutely. This is interview 160. And... I would say 60 to 70% of the people I've talked to has always said that one of the biggest pieces of advice they can offer is start small, like do a single shot, do a one page or do a couple pages. Uh, Don't like break yourself by trying to write your like masterpiece right off the rip. So I think that is an awesome way to go about it, you know, getting started, you know, showing what you're capable of with multiple stories as well you know these are you can cut these individually and like serve them up you know individually as well as well as an anthology i think that's an an awesome idea
1: yeah let's hope it works
0: yeah absolutely so we have an awesome opportunity uh this this campaign is still in the pre-launch stages until later on today but rick has offered us the opportunity to take a look at the Kickstarter. So this is gonna be a nice little like exclusive look. Let's go ahead and kind of pull that up and deep dive it a little bit. So we are looking at the Thinning Veal Anthology issue number one. Explore what happens when the veal separating the realm from the next begins to thin through three short stories of heart and horror. I really like that too. That is an awesome way to start it. So you're gonna have a goal of 3,500 with
1: 30 days it may drop and yeah it may drop a little below that we'll see so yeah there definitely may be some modifications Mm -hmm. that'd be a nice that'd be real nice but i'm starting to wonder if uh there's enough support yet for it
0: so here is the story the the veil veil, excuse me protecting the mortal world from the spiritual one is thinning and then a look at an interior panel right here so which story is
1: this one from It is from the third one trapped
0: So, some simply want another shot at life, some have unfinished business, and some have far more nefarious intentions. What they did not expect was a two-way connection. So, this is going to be a first of many issues as a three short story. 26 pages of content plus additional intro art for each story. uh, All written by you. Um, So, all
1: three stories have different artists as well? Yeah, you can can scroll down and see a sample page of each one, and you can see kind of the different art styles. So right
0: here is midnight guardian a young girl struggling with nightmares learns about coping with fear so this seems like a really interesting one was it hard to write from like a, a younger like
1: perspective um so you know what's interesting is um this particular story was actually based on a way that i coped with nightmares as a kid okay no that's awesome so i actually drew inspiration from from my real life on that one. <laughs> and then Children of the Forest, a hiker
0: lost in a mysterious forest finds another lost. So real quick though, uh, let's give a shout out to the the the, the artist. So uh, who is the artist on uh, Midnight Guardian?
1: Um, I guess he goes by Miko. I haven't actually talked to him in a while. He's on DeviantArt. Uh, I think that's where I found him. Um, he's got just kind of a bunch of random work on there. I actually don't know how much other comic work he's done since because like i said we we uh, produced that particular story like oh six seven years
0: ago mm-hmm. and then we have a uh, children of the forest uh, who is the artist on this one
1: and then uh what's this story going to be about then so yeah this one um this hiker is going through the woods and it's he's kind of lost he's you know and i wanted to convey that he's an experienced hiker so the fact that he's kind of lost and doesn't know what's going on is unusual mm-hmm. uh, and he comes across this the body of this boy in the woods and you know he tries to do the right thing and you know figure out where he came from and get him back to town back to his family so they know what happened to him and I can't really reveal the rest. No, no, yeah, yeah, looking. yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, I get <laughs> it. That, that that would be such a, like, a tough pickle to be, like, you know, that, that's, a, that's a rough situation to be in. You now, how, how do you explain you came across this dead body for, like, you know, once it's all said and done? That's a sticky situation. Uh-huh. And then uh, we have Trapped. Uh, who's your artist on this one? Gabriel Nisi. And then uh, this is about a car accident leaving the driver in a strange state as doctors try to learn more, so... Mm -hmm. this is uh the uh the panel that we've seen up above now this is a really interesting perspective as well too so uh is is he like fading in and out like between life and death or
1: yeah this is uh after the accident uh he's kind of waking up the doctors are trying to figure out what's going on and the driver is also trying to figure out what's going on Mm mm-hmm And you can see from this panel, the doctors are pretty much like, yep, he's done, but he's like, um, I'm not what's going on here. And while like, I I love like the different art styles too. They're all very three, like distinctively
0: like way different art styles.
1: Yeah. I loved it. Uh, I absolutely love working with various artists and really taking their style and matching it to the tone of the book, um, Mm -hmm. or to the story it's. And like the the second one, The Children of the Forest, I wasn't even prepared to write that story um, yet. And I happened to see Matthias on Facebook advertising, you know, artwork that he had done looking for, you know, saying he was taking commissions, looking for work. And as the instant I saw his art style, I was like, oh, I got a story that would work perfect for that. <laughs> And he's like, yep, I'm interested. And I went through and I was like, oh crap, this script is nowhere near ready. And so then I like rushed through and I'm like, okay, I got to finish this. I got to finish mm-hmm. this. Cause you know, I don't want to lose this guy. And it was just really cool. It was really awesome. That feeling of seeing that and immediately picturing your work in it. And then seeing that artist bring it alive. It was, it was really cool.
0: Well, that is awesome. And then we have a look at some of the covers uh, below too. So is this going to be your your cover A right here? sure is and then uh
1: who was your artist involved on this one uh i don't know how she pronounced if it's deborah or deborah uh i believe she's italian i saw some great work from her through yeah this is gorgeous facebook through some because you know i follow tons of people online i'm constantly looking at artwork and say you know i find something i like i save the a reference to the artists you know so i can go back and Mm -hmm. happen to see something from her i was like wow that's that's really cool i need her to do a cover for my book
0: and then we have uh
1: the wrap around right here so this is a
0: blank cover for uh people to draw on
1: yes so we've got a blank cover here and yep it wraps around and you'll notice i moved the logo on the back to the far corner and Mm -hmm. so the purpose is to give you this nice big wide view to draw on Um, i know artists are not going to be familiar with the book but i decided to go ahead and take the leap with a blank cover hoping people would pick it just because the nature of the book is anything strange otherworldly anything like that Mm -hmm. and so i thought that opened up to a lot of artistic potential like you could go to any artist and say draw me something weird you know and just watch them go nuts and i thought it'd be really cool just to see what people come up with and the hope is that if people do pick this tier with that cover that they're willing to share you know what yeah, artists yeah. they get to draw on. i'd love to see what they get out of it
0: no that would be awesome and then we have your cover c right here as well
1: and then uh who is this done by that is seth de um you know i mentioned at the start um learning you know kind of tackling writing from a writer named Dirk Manning, mm-hmm. in his one of his series, Tales of Mystery, um, Seth de Moose did a lot of art for that. Oh, and that's so, that's so cool! I, yeah, so that's where I saw him from. So I reached out and said, "Hey, would you be willing to do a cover for me?" And he was very excited to do it. And he, you know, he put this together, and my just my mind was blown. Mm-hmm. And I got
0: oh, uh... Sorry, Go ahead. I was gonna say that's so cool that you were able to have someone who was like influenced you almost right like was a part mm-hmm. of the the learning course that you're you know a part of and, and like to have them be a part of your first anthology that has to be such a like a surreal feeling
1: no i couldn't believe he said yes and he seemed excited that i asked him i'm like i feel like i'm the one i'm the fan geeking out here it shouldn't be the other way around mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and we have your cover d twilight zone uh so this is done by you yeah I did that let's one. go let's go that's so awesome how's it feel to have like a cover that you created
1: yeah. pretty cool I know it's not as fancy or as you might argue as artistic as some of the other covers but I don't know I was pretty proud of how it came out I thought mm-hmm. it was a pretty good um, homage to the kind of Twilight Zone intro and their you know their little door floating out in space I found the font that was used for the original Twilight Zone or something similar and did some manipulation on it so that I could reproduce that type of uh, look with the mm-hmm. book. Oh, well, that is awesome! And then we have a. Of covers. course, you'll notice oh. it. You know, the additional art on it represents items from each of the three stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, this is from the forest,
0: right? Because I remember yep. the shadows kind of looking similar mm-hmm. to that. Uh, where, which one's the brain from then? That's trapped. Okay.
1: Yeah, the idea is. The idea of being kind of trapped inside your own mind or inside mm-hmm. yourself and kind of the exploration of that and then the kind of monster out of nowhere is from the midnight guardian the the dreams about monsters
0: oh, i got you no that's cool how you threw little easter eggs in there as well mm-hmm. and then we have the cover e by seth as well mm-hmm.
1: yeah i decided that artwork was just so phenomenal that i wanted to offer a, a virgin variant just so people could really display that as a mm-hmm. piece of art
0: and then right here are the rewards so do all these rewards uh, go uh, hand in hand with the, the scrollable rewards on the side mm-hmm. okay cool yep. well, let's go ahead and check those out as well so we have a digital copy of the thinning veil anthology um what's mm-hmm. the price for uh...
1: the digital is just five dollars here
0: let me scroll up here well, we'll yeah you can through. go through the yeah we'll just go right here so we have a uh, pledge f- five bucks or more. You get the digital copy of uh, the veil anthology of the thinning veil. Excuse me. Uh, 15 or more is going to get you cover a physical as long as well as a digital copy. And then the on scene limited edition green hollow chrome card. So what's that card? Yes. Is that going to be like a trading card?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I worked with, um, someone, uh, Kayla Rainey, who does a lot of art, she does a lot of really cool art. Um, she mm-hmm. did the art for Scarlet Ranger. I don't know if you're familiar with that with um, Ro Lam. Um Yeah, she did some really cool artwork. I got her to do a, a really cool tarot like that's hard. Awesome. Um, I'm getting some slight tweaks to it right now. So I don't I unfortunately don't have a, a good a good picture of it yet. Mm-hmm. But the idea was To kind of give those early backers because you'll see it's limited so the idea was to give those early backers a chance to get this version of the card with kind of like a hollow there's two versions like a kind of a greenish hollow and then a normal gold cover that's so cool
0: i love that and then uh so right here 15 or more cover a physical Mm-hmm. So this is, uh, without, uh, basically without not the card, the yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. W- without the, without the limited cards yeah.
0: And then, uh, 20 bucks or more, you're gonna get the cover B physical, which is gonna be that wraparound uh, blank sketch variant. Cover yep. C is gonna be 25. Cover yep. D, Start 25 as well. <laughs> and then cover E is gonna be 35, and then all of these, of course, are gonna have the digital, uh, PDF as well as the, uh, name and the thank you section yep. as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, 80 more, is going to be the transparent view so that's going to be cover a b c d and then uh the digital copy and then the, the thank you so i like that too you get uh, four different uh covers uh for the price of yeah
1: uh, yeah and it's a few bucks off of if you bought them all individually and just did mm-hmm. add-ons so i wanted to give people kind of an incentive if they wanted the whole package without spending too much money and then we have a
0: full page colored colored ad Uh, for 250 bucks, so that's pretty good, you know, outstanding price as well. Uh, You're offering uh, two of these as well. So where are these gonna Mm -hmm. be like
1: located in the book? So in the book, um, so because of how the stories, the number of pages align, between each one, you've got these kind of placeholders currently. Mm -hmm. And so there's perfect room for an ad right there. Oh, that's awesome. There's three of them between the stories. Um, but I was thinking the last one is going to be for that thank you section for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so that's gonna leave two between the first two stories.
0: And then once again, everybody who is watching, <clears throat> here is the sign-up link for the pre-launch. What time are you looking at going live with this campaign?
1: Uh, I was looking at this evening, um, later this evening. I don't know if I think I was initially thinking six o'clock Eastern. I'm still I may do a minor adjustment on the countries. I'm still hesitant on if I'm going full global or limited Mm -hmm. um, global countries, just because I know there's lots of issues with shipping and I don't want to put fans in a position where they're, you know, they pick a tier, you know, they're in Australia or something. And they say, yeah, I want to copy this. And you know, something prevents them from getting the book. Yeah, just that would be horrible. Uh, um, but
0: you know, that's, it's nice that you have the, the PDF because that's a yeah. nice, you know, way to kind of work around that. So here are the stretch goals. Uh, these are going to be updated as the campaign progresses. Do you have any idea of like idea, like what items you're looking
1: at doing? So currently, um, that limited card that was upfront, I'll probably throw that in as mm-hmm. not the, not the hollow oil edition, but there's another edition of that card I can provide. I thought about throwing that in there. The um, the blue uh, image you saw of the Seth Damus variant cover, the version of that, I thought about doing that as a uh, print or even a potentially limited, um, limited cover. Okay. So those are some options as, as well. And honestly, just kind of see where it went. I, I have some options for, I have a couple other options for potentially additional cards, uh, things like that. But... You know, first campaign, let's just say I'm mm-hmm. not sure how far down the stretch goes you know, it's, we get. It, it, I know a it, lot of first campaigns don't go very far. You know, they barely make their uh, their quotas.
0: <laughs> you know, it's and I always feel like it's better to, to kind of do what you can like, make sure you can get done instead of biting off more than you can chew as well. You know, exactly. especially with your first campaign. So that was a exclusive look. I don't know how many people have gotten a chance to kind of look at that, but I appreciate you giving us a chance to really deep dive that campaign and seeing what is going to be going live later on tonight.
1: Yeah, anytime.
0: So now uh, let's let's kind of like pretend we're in the future right now. So after going through that campaign, let's say it's live right now. What would you say to anyone who's on the fence about backing this? You know, something you might be able to use later to kind of like clip and maybe use... To, to help people later on when you, when you are live with this, you know, for anyone who might be on the fence, what would you say to them directly?
1: I'm really hoping, uh, considering it's the whole idea as an anthology, there's so many varied stories that can come down the pipeline. My hope is that even if they're on the fence about these stories that, you know, maybe even they throw in a dollar tip or something just to stay in the loop, you know, mm-hmm. and just let them know that, Hey, there, there's more coming down the line. We've got all kinds of different stories. Um, If you like something creepy and weird, we got it. If you want something gory, I've got it, you know, action-packed, I've got it. Like there's a variety of stories and this can only unfold if we help support the first campaign and get it rolling.
0: No, that is awesome, Rick. This has been such a awesome breakdown. Uh, I, I loved learning about this anthology and everything that's gone into it. Before we wrap things up completely, though, as much as this is a podcast where we really promote you and your book and upcoming campaign, um, it's a nice learning uh, platform for anyone new who might be in you know into the, in the scene. Maybe they're starting comics for the first time. Maybe they're just stuck getting you know to the next place. With that being said, for anyone who is struggling getting going with uh either just like script writing or anything. Concerning comics, what type of advice would you offer them to kind of help them get motivated to go?
1: Oh, so fortunately, it seems like there's a lot more options than when I first uh, looked at it. You know, I found I managed to find a couple of books and that was cool. It seems like now there's just tons of resources um, for writing. I mean, I know, like like I said, Dirk Manning's got a book. Um, Brian Michael Bendis has a fantastic book on getting started in writing. Um, hell, I think there's even like a, a st- learning from Stan Lee, like a Marvel book on writing. There's just so many resources out there. You can even go online and find scripts. One mm-hmm. thing I definitely, one thing that definitely helped me was reading other people, other creators, writers' scripts, um, and then taking side by side and saying, okay, what are they writing? What is the artist producing? Mm-hmm. What you know? What what are they saying? What are they not saying? What are they really letting the artist take on? And kind of getting their perspective on how that process went. Um, because I know I've heard things about challenges, you know, I think we've all probably heard the stories, of, you know, Spider-Man and Todd McFarlane, you know, and you know, challenges there. And you know, even mm-hmm. the Brian Michael Bendis book talks about challenges he faced where he was trying to write too much and the artist would get mad at him and say, Hey, no, 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 no <laughs> you need to stop that. Like, I think he was like drawing, going as far as like drawing thumbnails and stuff. And the artist was like, hey, that's my job, stop. And for me, I always felt like me writing something and handing it to an artist was like a burden to them. And so, you know, I I was kind of thinking that same thing, like maybe I should, you know, do this and write all this. And it's like, no, that the artists love it. You know they they want to tackle this they want to do it and Mm -hmm. when i started getting out there and talking to artists which is another great recommendation just if you want to get started just go look at artists go see what they do go you know see their personalities how they work what you know what they're interested in how how they draw and you can start to see your stories in that style and then you can start to work with them to say hey what do you like what do you don't like even if you're not working with them yet or hiring them it's a great learning experience just to say hey how do you like the writer Mm -hmm. to write what do you want them to say what don't you want them to say so that you can have the free reign to do what you feel you want to do and it's just such a great experience and everybody's been so amazing to work with and all of those things together have just really helped me to get where i need to be and i hope that that's good information for the next creator coming up
0: no i think that was some awesome advice really and i think it was sound too i rick i really appreciate you coming here breaking everything down that was that was great thank you so much for that as well Mm -hmm. everyone watching here is the pre-launch for it once again be sure to sign up it is going to be going live later on tonight so you don't want to miss out on getting that notification and getting that holographic card uh limited to 25 backers rick thank you so much man i really appreciate it. what social media uh, platforms would you like to shout out before we end
1: I mean, there's. Uh, I'm on Facebook and um, I recently joined Twitter because Facebook, I wasn't getting much <laughs> traction. You know, Facebook was just, oh, it was a beast. It was such a mm-hmm. hustle. So much work for the very little gain, it seemed like. Um, but then I hit Twitter and people you know, were starting to follow um, much more quickly and, you know, retweeting links to the campaign and things like that. And my numbers started, my pre-launch numbers started going up a little more quickly. Uh, I'm like, crap, I wish I'd done that You know, a month or two ago. All right, so yeah, be sure to hit him up on
0: uh, Twitter. We have that link in the description. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, everyone watching, I hope you have an awesome Thursday. But most importantly, keep it geekly.